Dreams do not have a filter that your normal, polite, waking self puts up. Welcome to the hidden meaning of dreams with Sweet Georgia Pam. It does matter what the dreamer themselves associates with those things that come up in the dream. Spiritual director, dream expert, author, and educator, Sweet Georgia Pam is here to remind us that dreams are the answer. They're always with you. They know you better than you know yourself, and they're always trying to tell you the truth. There's some back and forth here between you and some awareness. And now your host, Melissa Carter. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is your website. You need to bookmark it. Do we say bookmark anymore, Pam? I don't know. Uh, but SweetGeorgiaPam.com is where you need to go to find some free things, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll tell you more about why that's important because Pam is growing and evolving, and we're so proud of her. Um, and you can also DM her on social media, Sweet Georgia Pam. My love, how are you today? I'm good. How are good. you? Good, good. Today, I thought we would talk about dreams and temperature, oh. whether you or body's too hot or too cold, because we had had a, a another you know podcast talking about inspiration from dreams, mm-hmm. and the example was a fever dream uh, of an artist, right? So I thought we would expand upon that, yeah, fever dreams, and also an article that I saw that said that this time of year as we're recording, it's getting colder that your dreams can change based on it being cold. So I thought, well, temperature changes. Either you're too hot from a fever or you're too cold from the winter. You know, does that affect your dreams? Uh, Any, okay. Anything that affects, uh, that impacts your sleep quality is going to have an effect on your dreams one way or the other. So any change in sleep pattern, first of all, is going to jostle it up and make either you have more dream recall or maybe less dream recall or whatever but fever dreams specifically let's just start there okay there is an article that i found on the website sleepfoundation.org you can just look up fever dreams and sleep foundation they talk about when you're it's kind of like your brain is overheated Mm -hmm. it's gonna spice up your dreams a little bit more Okay. And it's specifically in three ways. When you are receiving signals from your body that it's overheating, they talked about spatial distortion in dreams. And the way I used to, or I usually describe it is you have like a fun house mirror effect <laughs> on your dreams. That and, are let me, and, and let me... Let me just interject here, because as you're talking, I remember a Simpsons episode for Simpsons fans where... Homer was taking or was eating hot peppers. So we're not even just talking about fever and illness. Like it was a, it was a some kind of Hispanic tradition. If you ate really hot peppers to hallucinate. And that's what he was seeing was like you said, this fun house distortion, weird shapes and things and transitions were odd. You know, it was from eating hot. It was it was elevating the temperature in his body from what he was eating. So yes, similar, yes, right, right. Ish, like anything that'll that'll do that. And dreams are already pretty weird. So you just get this. It spices that weirdness up even more. But spatial distortion is a is one of the th- one of the ways. Another way is you receive messages of threats or danger. So it spices up the dreams, and then they have an undertone of uh foreboding so that can turn in any direction if you throw in the weird symbolism and then you put in a tone of like horror 
Well, well, and it kind of goes back to what you said before about, you know, how dreams are kind of reflecting what your body is feeling, sensing, going through, Mm -hmm. because if you're having a fever, if you're sick, then your body is fighting something that it deems to be a threat. Thus, why you have a fever. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that the dreams would reflect this idea of something's out to get me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing is illness, right? You can dream that you're sick when you're actually sick because your body, like you just said, is working on it underneath for you. Mm -hmm. The thing about it that I want the listeners to understand is people will, you know, go to sleep when they're running a fever, have a fever dream, and then take that as a new threat of something coming up, right? So they kind of sense it as this must mean something terrible is about to happen, you know, but instead, I don't know if we, if we have spelled this out on the podcast, but I can never spell this out enough. When you're working with dreams, you want to answer two questions. One is what is this referring to in my waking life? And two is what is the new commentary or what is this dream? What's the commentary this dream is providing about Mm. that thing? Okay. So you can still work a dream if it's a fever dream. It still has symbolism, we just already are able to know that this is about your body fighting something off internally. This is about your brain being in a state of overheated and in a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. But we can still take the symbolism of the dream that showed up in that, you know, with those three layers to it. Right. And figure out what the commentary is on your current condition. When you are talking about that and, and you know, and it freaks people out, people can tell the difference in their dream dreaming, right? So if fever dream, and like I mentioned, there was a, there was an article in the sun that talked about the opposite, which is with now that it's cold, at least, you know, at the time that we're recording this, it's getting colder and that the Google search for vivid dreams increased by nearly 300%. This is from the sun in Britain. So British, the British people were Googling vivid dreams, three, almost 300% times more since it's gotten colder so Mm. it shows you we're tapping into something everybody's noticing but they just want to they don't see the correlation they don't see that other people are doing you know having the same result sure yeah and there's there's two ideas that pop up for me about that hang on let me write the other one down so i don't forget it um oh please (laughs) i love it (laughs) i have this ongoing notebook and I just write down random words and phrases and then I just turn the page and forget what they mean. Um, (laughs) But so I have to write it down so I can, I can hang on to it. Okay. So the first thing about that, I think is you sleep better when the temperature is colder. Again, sleep foundation is like, I don't know, we're highlighting sleepfoundation.org to me. Um, But they don't know it. They they did not (laughs) spot. They didn't sponsor this episode, right? <laughs> You're welcome. The episode, like, get in touch with this sleep foundation yes. people. You're um, welcome. <laughs> no, but the sleep research has shown that the ideal sleeping temperature is colder, like 65 or something nuts if you're me. But as people are uh, falling asleep in colder conditions, they're sleeping better mm-hmm. and they're having more full dreams. And they're able to wake up after a better night's sleep and they're, it's a gentler wake up. And so they're able to recall the dreams that they were just having dreams. Are- so this is what they're capable of doing all the time with good sleep, but because of the cold weather, because I notice a difference in, I don't know if they're more vivid 
or just because I tend to have vivid dreams, but they I definitely they seem to last longer. Right. I seem to have more recall or more things that I Mm -hmm. think about from last night's dream Mm -hmm. than I did, say, a few months ago. Yeah. And here's something else that's interesting, too, because as we're talking about, oh, my, don't do an update right now, little laptop. Um, (laughs) As we're talking about the story dreams. Okay, so this dream researcher looked at dreams over the course of, I don't know, this. they have this huge database of dream collection, and they collect all this uh, geographical information, time of day information, and whatever, and then they store it in this huge database so that dream researchers can go and pull thousands of dreamer samples and, you know, figure out information from that, trends from that. So what they think right now is happening is that when you first fall asleep, the first part of the night dreams are actually dedicated to simply figuring out what the issue is that we're going to be working on Mm -hmm. (laughs) the night. So you have more experiences of just memory recall or lifelike situations, really waking lifelike situations in the middle of the night, you actually, okay, I'm going to, this is a, this is a, a simplification. But your mind actually maybe holds that piece and lets go of it and goes really deep and says, okay, when have we ever experienced anything similar or seen a movie of anything similar or had any of these emotions stirred up in us? And so the dreams in the middle of the night tend to be more creative, wild, seemingly disconnected from ourselves, maybe more vivid. And then towards the early morning time or towards the last part of your sleeping, you tend to put those two together. Interesting. Well, that makes sense. It makes sense because sleep itself is the time when your body heals, even on a physical level, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this may be TMI, but as the mother of a young son and men, you understand what happens and what's there in the morning, right? Most every morning for men. Absolutely. And I had to explain to my son that because, you know, he was this, this was going on with him from very young age. So it's not what a lot of people think is the reason that that is there. So basically your body and your brain, which is so functioning so much during the night is checking in on your body. So it's like your brain is checking in on all your organs during the night. You still work and you okay. You still work and you're okay. And right. that's a body part that it's saying, do you still work? And yeah. it's like, yep, I still work. And so that's all it's doing is answering the brain's call of, are you still okay? Are you still working? For women, we get the same message, but of course our response is not as evident as mm-hmm. it is for men. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that for the brain to also check on the emotions, right, uh, of the person. So it's not just checking your physical organs, but it's like your brain is checking your emotions too Mm -hmm. and your experience and saying, okay, hey, like you said, have we ever experienced this before? Well, let's check and see and let's go through the motions and you're experiencing your brain kind of going through the filing system of your experiences. So it's just, to me, the body is so just a majestic creation, Mm-hmm. If you really think about how is this functioning machine and the brain is at the center of it all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's like, um, well, you're getting me off onto a tangent, but um, doctor, I tend to do that. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. My bad. A, a dream researcher that I follow is the late, great Dr. Ernest Hartman, who wrote several books about nightmares and PTSD dreams and kind of just tried to figure out the connection between 
dreams and emotions and science. And what the way that he describes it is that your brain registers an emotional spike during the day, especially one if, that we don't allow ourselves to express. Mm-hmm. It will register that emotional spike and then use the dreaming state to try to normalize that emotional experience for us. Mm. So the way he describes it is it's like throwing a net over that spike and going, what can I connect this to in my life that I've already experienced that makes this spike make a little bit more sense? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a tangent. I think that goes right with what we're talking about. And let's jump to your website, sweetgeorgiapam.com, because what I love about Pam and this podcast is the fact we're trying to not just one-dimensionally define dreams, but also make you understand that dreams are there to help you understand yourself. So sweetgeorgiapam.com, currently now you can get a free downloadable guide called Six Nights to Better Dream Recall so that you can process all these things and really kind of get to understand yourself. But there's more. You need to sign up for the newsletter as well, because like I said, our young Pam is growing up. My little creative brain is always at work and I have some, just some very exciting things coming up in the works for next year. So in the coming months, I really want you to go ahead and get on the newsletter so that you don't miss the exciting announcements because I tend to not be able to keep my mouth shut when it comes to some (laughs) exciting project. When I was a teacher, I just was terrible at like keeping any surprise. I would just tell them. Oh, that's hilarious. The day that I planned. So don't tell you anything. Um, well, no, God, please don't tell me any secrets. <laughs> don't tell her. Don't, I'm going to don't All tell you what. Private, vivid dreams. Tell me those. <laughs> right. But don't tell you like what I'm going to get my son for Christmas, because then he's going to find out from you before I ever get a chance to give it to him. I got it. <laughs> I'm uh, much but, better yeah. at it. I've tempered that. I've tempered that <laughs> impulse for myself. But this is this is that little tease. This is that me really wanting to like tell you, let the cat out of the bag and tell you what's what's in the works. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just work on it uh, behind the scenes and then well she already told me and I'm not going to tell you but she did tell me and it's exciting because I think again it's a it's just Pam's dedication to making sure that you understand how important dreams really are and not to ignore them so again sweetgeorgiapam.com is the website pretty easy to remember get that downloadable guide sign up for the newsletter then you'll know exactly what's coming up in 2023 you could also dm her on social media sweet georgia pam you set up a one-on-one with her or if you want to describe your dream to her then we'll use it on the show we'll interpret it here we would love to do that all right until next time my dear Oh, my God. Sweet dreams, everybody. I love you, Melissa. (laughs) Love you, too. The content in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pam Muller is not a licensed mental health professional. If you or someone you know suffers from severe, persistent nightmares, please seek medical help.